And all the brothers and sisters said, Amen. I, mean, I love that you yeah, think we're going to punch finger, him in the mouth. Fingers crossed, right? <laughs> and I ain't butt-chugging anything. We got, we got to do some content here. In uh, the Venn diagram of fucked up, I'm not sure where that fits, but yeah. I'm pretty sure I hit the nail right on the head there. Works well under close Nick Saban adult supervision. Randy I mean, Sanders has the team dialed in. <laughs> they are ready to go. How many bananas do you want out of me? I don't know. I kind of want to give Vanderbilt some love here. I, 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 lo I love those head games of the two. The you got to weigh it's, all it's, your it's, options. It's so much fun. Nobody wants to go Lane Kiffin here? I might go Lane Kiffin here. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to one of the last episodes of Liquor and Leagues. That's right. You heard me. Season 2, 2021, coming to a close. The college football season is winding down. Week 13, the final regular season week is over. It is in the books. Dunsies. That's it. So... Today on the show, we're going to talk about the final week of football. We're going to look ahead one week to the SEC championship game, uh, make our picks there. But before we do any of that, as always, gentlemen, how are you doing? Huh? Yeah, I'm doing do better than Haas is today. Yeah, well, yeah. a number of people are doing better than Haas is today. I'm not sure. one of them, but a number of people are. Uh, mm, glad you all are you're here. probably I'm doing better. Unfortunately, we are missing one of the group. The Grinch will not be joining us. He had, uh, unfortunately, something that had to get done, so he could not make it today, but that's okay. We will persevere without him and probably be the better for it because we would just have to listen to him all episode long tell us about how phenomenal he is. Um, right. So, you know, he's not here, so we'll just pretend that he would have done that, and we will I move mean, along. He does have and that Samson-like hair these quality. days. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Something about that Samson-like hair and that beard just, I mean, puts I mean, you in a mood, does he? You seem to get yeah, lost in it. I, mean, I see I your feel, gaze. I feel, I feel froggy and frothy and all sorts of things. <laughs> it I, happens. Yeah. It happens. So, yeah. All right. Well, you know what? Week 13 is over. So let's take a quick look back. Obviously, looking ahead to week 14, we're only going to be looking at one game, so we can spend as much time or as little time as we want on week 13. It was the final week of the regular season. Rivalry. Rivalry weekend Are as they sure call it that? that's that's what they call it um even if i can't pronounce it so week 13 it is done let's take a look at our games as you all can see right here there they are the week that was grinch came out on top with eight out of the nine wins and then the rest of us came in first loser with six now, i don't know how that happened and hosh you asked before we started recording is how is it we keep letting him do this and honestly i don't know well, I mean, the maybe, nice thing maybe is we just we, like to let him win. Yeah, it makes him feel good about himself. That's what I'm going. I, yeah. I purposely throw games every week because I do want him to feel good about him. That's the kind of friend I am. And yeah, I imagine well, knowing the two of you as I do, that you're probably the same way. That's right. Because none of us are nearly as competitive as he is. I'm sorry. One more time, Mac, before somebody else interrupts you. Please. No. Please. <laughs> it's lost now. It's useless. It's not useless. Go. I was going to say, I, I, I thought you, we Mac. determined that. Well, that was worth it. You're my favorite. <laughs> you push on through. It's, it's like hitting the runner's wall. You just got to keep running. Go for it. It was determined that if you don't show up, you forfeit all your games. So he actually won zero here. Hold on. Let me make that. That's correction. what I'm thinking, right? You're right. You're right. So if I take that out. All right. So let's look at our standings. Uh, look at that. Haas, you have very quickly catapulted yourself into first place with 87 wins. It's like I said, Mac, I love you. You're my favorite. I'm in second <laughs> with 86. Mac, you are now in third place with 84. 
And unfortunately, Grinch, by not being here and forfeiting your eight of nine wins, you are at 81. Oh, that's painful. If uh, only should, it really worked that way. You should probably fire your head coach. That's what Florida did. Uh, yes. So back to reality. So, Speaking yes. Yeah. Florida has a new head coach. We'll get yes, to that. Yes, they do. We'll get we'll to get, that. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, well, in due time, apparently. As the regular season ends, the standings are as follows. Grinch is in first place with 89 wins. Haas is in second place with 87 wins. I am in third place with 86 wins. And Mac, you have 84. So still, like, you, you've made up a lot of ground over the last few weeks, but you're still those last two spots seem to be eluding you. But all hope is not gone, Mac. We do have four games still left to pick. That's the SEC championship this week. On the 31st of December, we will have both the Cotton Bowl and the Orange Bowl to pick, both semifinal games for the national championship. And then way down the road in January on the 8th, we will choose the national championship winner. So you still have ground. You can make up, Mac. All is not lost. Well, and for you and I, should we finish tied, I own the tiebreaker. You do own the tiebreaker in the ETSU League, unfortunately. Thank you, Randy Sanders. sucked over there. So, yes, uh, if – if Haas and Grinch happen to tie for first place and you and I happen to tie for last place, Haas would win due to the tiebreaker in the ETSU league. And I would lose based on your tie or your win in the ETSU league. So it is, it's convoluted, but trust us, that's how it falls out. So we have picked a total of 112 games this season. Uh, there's our win percentages. Grinch with 79%, Haas, you at 78, myself at 77, and Mac at 75%. Not bad win percentages. I mean, when you think about it, if we were gamblers, we'd all be making some good money. Yeah, we would. This is another stat I grabbed before we actually start. Of the 112 games, only 27 of those games did our picks vary. So 24% of the games, uh, we all chose differently in some way. So only 24%, which I thought was interesting. Obviously, close to 76%. We all chose the same. So that's an interesting stat. And then 12 of those games of the 112, 10% of them, we all guessed exactly the same, and we were wrong on all of them. So like the Texas A&M-Alabama game, we all went Alabama, they lost. So this only- week, Texas A&M-LSU. LSU. Right. Yeah. So only 10% of the games are we getting wrong outright. Which I thought was another interesting smart. stat. As yeah, a collect, yeah. as a collective, as a collective, as a collective, yeah. we're winning ninety yeah. percent. If we actually started pulling our money together and betting, we could quit this podcast nonsense. All right, okay. Uh, and how do we funnel that money? We, we, yeah. we channel that into what exactly? Mm-hmm. I got you covered. Just the Vegas lines. <laughs> yeah, you get my Venmo account. There you go. All right, so let's jump into the week that was. Uh, just a few games, obviously, on the card. A lot of these went exactly how we expected. Arkansas over Missouri, we all saw that one coming. Georgia shit-stomping Georgia Tech, 45 nothing. We all figured that was probably going to be the case. And the Kentucky over Louisville, Tennessee over Vanderbilt. Kind of no big shocks there. So a few that were a shock. Well, there's, there's one that wasn't really for a you. shock. Wasn't a shock? Well, maybe not for you, but it was one that – are you talking about the top one? No, no, I'm talking no. about Clemson, South Carolina. Oh, yeah, that. Too. Hold on, wait, I know. So hold on. You really thought that Clemson was going to ass stop South Carolina 30 to nothing? Yes. And I know my pick doesn't reflect that kind of reflect that because I had to try and make up some ground. So I had to pick off. But no, I did not. I, I, I thought Clemson would would definitely win that game and win it handily. Well, but, and- but 30 to nothing is what you thought would happen. No, I did not pick a specific number. 
Because you realize this is the first time that Clemson has beat South Carolina and held them scoreless since 1989. No, sir, we did not know that. So 50 years. But I do know that you guys have... 40-ish years. I know that you guys have won or have lost, what, the last seven or eight years in a row? 30-ish years. Seven seven or eight games in a row you guys have lost. Look, I'll be honest. My pick was obviously not to slap you in the face. Clemson was in the top was at the top of their division. They started off shit this year. They have managed to break back into the top 25. They were eight and three going mm-hmm. into that game. Yep. And their quarterback, his turnover to touchdown ratio had plummeted to next to nothing, like no turnovers. So I, I looked at that and I went, I think I know Clemson's going into Williams Bryce, but I think they've just got it. They're just humming at a time when they need to be. And South Carolina clearly was as well. So I, I don't know. Why do you think that ended up the way it did? Why, why do I think it was such a lopsided game? Yeah. Because um, you asked the question. No, I thought yeah. Clemson would win. I didn't think it would be 30 to nothing. Yeah. Um, I thought there was a chance that I thought Clemson could, would probably win. Um, I did it uh, to try and catch, to, to try and gain a game right. on Grinch. Um, because I thought at home, they're riding a couple big wins over uh, Florida and Auburn. I thought there was a really good chance that they could at home pull this out. Um, they weren't, I don't even think they were a two touchdown dog, were they? They were like an 11 or 12 point dog. So it wasn't that big of a spread at home. Uh, it's a rivalry game. They haven't won it in quite a few years. Uh, I really thought that uh, the way of things, the, all the signs were pointing uh, and, and everything was just trending upward for them. Um, did I think they were going to just, you know, get bitch slapped 30 to nothing? I, obviously not, because I'm a betting man and I want that bottle of booze. So if I thought that was a chance it was a 30 to nothing outcome, I would have never picked them. I say that. And yet as a South Carolina fan, picking Clemson is just not within me. So I don't I know what I would have done. Understood. Look, it's like I you get, guys picking Florida State. Like, how do you do that? You don't do that. Not in good conscience. You do for the. I mean, it's why I chose them for the same reason you guys shifted your pick on South Carolina Clemson. I, I was a a betting man. They were both five and six. Florida's coming off the loss of a coach. By all accounts, really rudderless in terms of you know. Knox coming in at the last minute. He's the interim coach. What's he going to bring to the table? That type of thing. They had been floundering. A number of losses. The Samford win. I know everybody's like, oh, but fucking Samford did. Okay, it was Samford. Big deal. You'd been struggling down the last half of this season. And so I thought if I'm going to gain ground, my only options at this point are very limited. Florida, Florida State was all, by all accounts a pick game. So I thought Florida is just going in the wrong direction. Maybe Florida State catches a break and gets lucky. Their quarterback, Travis, is incredibly mobile. Our quarterback, Jones, has just been shitting the bed. Three interceptions in that game. And Florida didn't really right the ship until they put in Richardson. And I know that was one of the things that was called into question is why the fuck are they still starting Emory Jones? So was it easy to stomach picking Florida State? No. But And it didn't go my way, but I did it because I thought that's one of few pick'em games I got an option here to pick up ground. So that's why I did it. And I imagine it's probably why Mac did it. It was a pick up pick them game. It yeah. could have gone either way. And, and let's yeah. be honest. I mean, it you almost did s- go the other way. Yes. Such big Florida homers. How yes. do you, 
and I don't, I don't know because I'm not a, I mean, obviously I'm not anti-Florida. I'm not a Florida homer, but, but I can tell you as a South Carolina fan, picking Clemson is one of those things that like, yeah, you just don't do like, it's just, I don't give a shit if, you know, if it costs you X, Y, Z, whatever, like you, you can't know like it. I, you know, I hear people say there are bigger rival rivalries out there. Um, but having grown up in that state, there's not much else in that state. Um, I can tell you, um, it's pretty big. Like it's pretty divisive. You yeah. are either South Carolina fan or Clemson fan. You're either Republican or Democrat. You're either Christian uh, or not Christian. Like no, I you're mean, pretty much Republican either, and Christian. But yeah, you get my point though. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I mean, it's 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 this or that. It there is no in between. There is no wavering. There there. Um, I mean, I know when I was a kid, um, there were certain families where if your family was a South Carolina fan and your buddy was a Clemson fan, your, the parents wouldn't let you hang out together. Is it convoluted McCoy's? And, yeah, it's yeah. convoluted and bass backwards as that is. Um, it was legitimately real and, and that intense and divisive. Here, here's the important thing, though, to take away from from that, that whole conversation is that the entire state of South Carolina should be bulldozed and turned into a parking lot for Charleston. <laughs> I mean, that's really the only good part of South Charleston Carolina. and Charlotte. No, no, we don't even want to cross. We don't even want to park our cars in South, in South Carolina. So I, don't know. I know a few people who like to live in South Carolina, work in Charlotte. Yeah. I love okay. but I, I get your point, right? And, and, and you're right. It, it, it was a tough pick to do against Florida, but it was strategic. It, it was strategic. And that was the only reason for it. Now, of course, you know, it bit us in the ass. Yeah, <laughs> um, absolutely. But, you know, again, that, that was a game, you know, and I, I saw some post game uh, footage in the locker room again, just, you know, celebrating like, you know, nobody's business and look i get it right you know these kids just won a game but it wasn't like you know they blew them out or anything no they 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 squeaked by a marginally good florida state team at best but as you said with a with with a minute and 29 seconds they almost didn't right Uh, i mean they at florida state got down they just they it took them like fucking eight downs to put the ball in the end zone they just ate up too much clock i don't know i how do I do it, Haas? We don't live in a in a a dualistic state here. You guys have Clemson and South Carolina. We have Florida State, Florida, Miami. Now you've got UCF that always wants to throw their fucking name in the hat. Uh, USF, my alma mater, who should just sit on the sidelines and pretend like they're just happy to be here, uh, based on the way they play. Florida so, Atlantic. Yeah, uh, you know, and and so we don't <laughs> live in a a a in that dual society where you guys were. It's Clemson or it's South Carolina. Do I? Do I like picking Florida State? No, but I am competitive and there is a hundred dollar bottle of bourbon on the line. And I made a choice. And like Max said, it bit us in the ass at the end of the day. eh, You know what? My choice bit me in the ass, but I'm happy Florida won and I'm happy Florida's bowl eligible. So you kind of feel like you won, like it was a a win-win situation, right? And you either get a Florida State win and you gain a game or you don't Florida wins and you're happy Florida won. Right. But at the same so that's time, that's kind of a lose lose situation. It's heartbreaking because you go it, you guys showed up, your defense played well. Where the fuck was this the last few games? Well, Bro, and, I don't and, know. The, and I guess the question is if Dan had been at the helm for this game, would they have won? 
No, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, but that's not the uh, obviously the Florida Florida State game is one of a few. South Carolina Clemson that had to be a heartbreaker for you, Haas. You've watched them kind of come into their own in the second half of this season. Yeah, you, but 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 I will say this. Yes, losing to Clemson is one of those key marquee games every year. That as a South Carolina fan, that's one of those that it's on the schedule. You can lose a lot of games. Just don't lose that one, and your fan base will be pretty much okay, right? But you didn't just um, lose this one. Yeah, you got blown the fuck out for the first time in over 20-something years. Um, or what, 40, 40, 30 years? Whatever it is. Math, it's a whatever. long fucking time. Um, yeah, it's been a long time since they've been shut out. Um, I will say that we're both eligible. I'd like to see what happens to the bowl game. And I still believe... Um, that Beamer, Shane Beamer is the guy. I still believe that the culture is changing in a direction that it, it's kind of akin to what Dabo Sweetie did at Clemson so or has done at Clemson. So I'm excited to see this trajectory of where we're headed. No, and I agree with you wholeheartedly. I, th- I think I still think you've got the right guy there. I mean, yeah. that that's not a, a good barometer of, of what he's building as far as a program. Um, that is one game. It's a blip on the radar. Uh, and like you said, they're, they're, they're definitely headed in the right direction. This is what his first year. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's got, you know, plenty of time to continue to build this program um, and, and make it, you know, a competitive team year in and year out. And I think he's going to do that. And uh, the right man for the, for the job, you say that, which is, I think, a perfect segue. At the time of recording this, we just got it announced, and by the time this episode gets released, there will not be news to anybody. They will probably already know, but it was just announced that the University of Florida has found the Dan Mullen replacement. Mac, who is that? That is the former coach of the Raging Cajun Louisiana football program, Billy Napier. One William Napier will be taking over as the head coach in the 2022 season for the Florida Gators. I, I apologize. We're, we're on Billy, a first name basis already. Billy yeah. So I call him Billy. Oh, oh, sorry. Sorry, William. You call him Billy. It doesn't matter. Same thing. Uh, so he will be taking over. Uh, Mac, how do you feel about this one? Do you even know how to feel about it? I know it just came out, but the speculation was there all week. I feel like you shouldn't ask, call on me and ask me questions when I'm trying to drink. I apologize. Um, <laughs> Uh, you know, I, th- I think it's the best of every pick that was out there, right? We've talked about this before. There weren't a whole lot of great options on the table this year as far as, you know, coaches. And there's a lot of uh, openings. So I, I think I think they got a good pick from, from everything I've read so far. Um, he, he's a great recruiter. He's turned the program around. Uh, last three seasons were 10 win, 10 win seasons for the program, and they haven't done that, you know, in program history before he got there. So I, I think there'll be a learning curve. It's a big step up, right, going from, you know, a, a team like Louisiana uh, to the University of Florida. But, you know, you, you want to be optimistic and think that they, they did their due diligence and they got the right guy. Uh, Louisiana is in – the Sun Belt. They are in the yeah uh, the Sun Belt Conference. That's correct okay. because okay. they actually will play Appalachian State on Saturday for the Sun Belt Sun Belt Conference Championship, December fourth. Uh, yes, all right, three thirty okay. on ESPN for anybody that wants to watch. 
Um, so it'll be interesting to see how this plays out as far as I know he said, from what I read, he's going to coach that game. But you've got to think this is going to be a distraction for the team. So, you know, this this could play into, you know, App State's, which is not, you know, neither here nor there for this conference right. conversation. But um, that, that could play into, you know, the outcome of that game. Interesting. Um, and they are they are 11 and one this year, uh, Louisiana overall, eight no in conference. And again, you know, you and I have touched on this. Very few jobs come with the kind of notoriety of, of like a Florida, a Georgia, an Alabama, and LSU. When you're talking about the Southeastern Conference, by far the most competitive conference. After yesterday's games, 13 of the 14 schools were bowl eligible in the SEC. That's the most in program history. 13 out of the 14. Let that sink in. Uh, can, can I take a guess as to who the one outlier was? Your 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 <laughs> love, your love. Yes, go ahead. Oh, it, it is the love of your life you that you love me to. So Vanderbilt. <laughs> uh, yes, the one SEC team that did not make a bowl game this year was. But but Vanderbilt. that brings up a great point, you know. And we may have touched on this a little bit in some previous episodes. Florida is going on their fourth head coach in eight years. Mm-hmm. Um, now that's, you know, I, I think, you know, that's not including Knox who coached one game yesterday. I believe there was somebody who coached a game when, uh, it was either Muschamp or McElwain was fired, you know, a gate with a game left. Um, it, it's four full-time head coaches. Uh, and you look at, you know, like a Vanderbilt who kept, you know, uh, Derek Mason, Derek Mason around for, you know, what seemed like forever. Um, it shows you, you know, the, the kind of the disparity between programs, um, you know, as far as what they're willing to accept, I mean, clearly Florida is going to accept nothing less than, you know, nine, 10 wins every season, um, you know, new year, six bowl games, uh, you know, that that's what they want. If you're not, if you're not producing that, you've got about three years, it looks like, and, and you're going to get shown the door. And as we discussed they're they're quite willing to pay to have you go elsewhere. Yes. Um, I think you said the buyout for Mullen was going to be $12 million to, you know, and and listen, in all honesty, right. He's going to get a job somewhere else, probably maybe not as a head coach, but as an offensive coordinator, without a doubt. Yep. Um, So he's going to double dip. Yeah. They Uh, paid much life to, uh, yeah, they paid must champ. 6.5 million million in 2014 to go away. They paid Agawain. Uh, 7.5 million in 2017 to go away. So between those three coaches, Mullen, McElwain, and Muschamp, the three M's, the bane of our existence in Florida, they are going to pay a grand total of 25 million for those three coaches to go elsewhere. They're they're paying those guys more to coach elsewhere than some coaches make on their whole uh, contract. Ever. Yeah. Fucking crazy. Yeah. And that that sparks a debate at some point about, what should or could or needs to be done about this? Because it's about fucking ridiculous that these douche nozzle motherfuckers can come in here, wreck a fucking program for three, four, five years, and then get paid, you know, like they won the God blessed lottery that they shouldn't fucking get paid for. Right. That's not the problem. The problem is on the front end, they're getting contracts that they shouldn't get. Yeah. Right. Thanks, here. Mike. Let's talk about a game yesterday that was a complete surprise. And that was the Iron Bowl. Yep. If you didn't watch this motherfucker, 86 years the Iron Bowl has been going on between Alabama and Auburn. It was held at Jordan-Hare Stadium. Auburn was the home team. Alabama, Alabama came in as the favorite. And then for one half of football, they got shut out 
completely by Auburn. Zero points, which has not happened. And Auburn looked like they were going to steamroll Alabama by all accounts. And then this, this little nitpicky little thing happened and it's called the fourth fucking quarter. And Alabama oh, oh, showed hold up. On, hold on. You, you have to play the fourth quarter. You I can't know, just mail weird. that in. It's weird. I, I'm confused. Cause you know, Carolina tried to do that against NC state and it didn't work either. So That's I, don't, I don't know what's so, going on. So, so is Auburn apparently. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Alabama comes back and as the minutes wane in the fourth quarter, they tie it up and they go to overtime and 86 years of the iron bowl has never seen an overtime in 86 and 85 previous a years, single never, overtime, a single overtime. Wow. And they went to four of them. <gasps> what? Yeah. Four overtimes. So they got four overtimes At, in one going, game in one and they've game. never had one before. Never. Damn. And Alabama pulls off the win 24, 22 in the fourth overtime. If there is a team that deserves to lose a game, Auburn, unfortunately, you just took that trophy because you had that one hands down and you let them back in. And, and it's as we often do, and I never understand this, and my wife was actually yelling at the TV yesterday because she was just like, Auburn deserves to win this game. It's fourth quarter. They're, they're kicking the shit out of them. And it's like, how does your defense show up for three quarters? And in the fourth quarter, your defense fucking just evaporates on you. How does that happen? Right. I mean, if you're going to do anything, take a page out of Florida's book and just don't play defense at all. Right. I you mean, know? You make it easy. Uh, I, I will give kudos where kudos is. TJ Finley, quarterback for Auburn, gets injured in the game, hurts his ankle. They tape that shit up, and he comes out hobbling and continues to play the game and almost leads them to victory. Uh, zero mobility. I mean, it was literally like I'm playing from the pocket or I'm handing it off because he couldn't run. So, you know, kudos to him for at least giving it a shot. It didn't obviously work out in his favor, but Auburn has to be kicking themselves right now uh, on, on this day, the day after the Iron Bowl, after having Alabama, you got your foot on their throat. And then for some reason you decided, oh no, we'll let them back in. And then they beat you. (laughs) That's what you get, man. (laughs) Fuck. It's ridiculous. I was, I was shocked. Obviously I want to see Alabama because I would love to see two sec teams up there in the CFP playoff picture. But I honestly thought Alabama was going to be sent their walking papers with another loss and they just managed to pull it out. That's going to make things interesting next week when they face yep. Georgia. Yeah. Well, I, I, I will say this though. That's going to go. Well, I'll say this about Alabama. They have shown, and this is the one thing Georgia hasn't had to do is deal with adversity. Alabama was like, you can kick us and you can think we're out, but we can come back and they can come back and win a game under struggles. Georgia hasn't had to do that. Georgia hasn't been tested. Now, will Alabama test them? Not if you look at the way Alabama played Auburn. It looks like Georgia's just going to steamroll Alabama. And maybe that's what happens. I don't know. Did, um, did either one of you guys see the LSU-Texas A&M game? I did not because I was watching South Carolina-Clemson. Uh, yeah, I feel sorry for you. <laughs> I didn't because I have self-respect. I, I, you know, I would think that, but I picked Clemson, so I was perfectly fine with it. <laughs> I honestly, I was like, he is either throwing his phone at this point. I figured you were probably asleep, obviously, because when this Bless. game comes on. Bless. But I figured if he's awake, he's throwing his phone. Nope. Because it had to be just painful. It was way too way too late to watch it. Um, I, I can say. What was I your first say, thought when you saw the score this morning? Um, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> like what the fuck? Like I, I, um, not that calm, but I can imagine. Yeah, like. I, I may have woken up my house when I rolled over and saw it. 
Disbelieve. I may have said some shit and thrown some shit and stomped around and someone may have asked me if I was having a brain aneurysm or, you know, uh, like a seizure or something because I was just so erratic in my behavior and movements. But yeah, I mean, what the fuck, right? Like after the way they've kind of scratched and clawed their way through the season and some of the strides they've made the last couple of few weeks, I mean, to see your team get whitewashed by its in-state rival. I mean, at home, at home. Right. No, no, no. Put something on the board. Yeah. Like where, what, what, what the fuck? Seriously? Just, yeah. yeah, Hmm. And And this, and and this boys and girls is why as a South Carolina fan, you don't put all your eggs in the hope basket. Hope is hope. Mm-hmm. Fish, hope bitch. No, you don't. I hear you, brother. Uh, we recommend you put a couple in the rum basket, a couple in the bourbon basket, basket, a couple in the gin basket, <laughs> and if you're feeling froggy, a, a, a couple in the tequila basket. Exactly. You spread the wealth, is what That's you're right. saying. Spread it around mm-hmm. yep. like your seed. That's right. <laughs> well, yes, right. Every continent. <laughs> That's it. Uh, yeah. I. The more I watch the game, I mean, I felt bad. I chuckled on the inside. I was like, I know he's he's going to be pissed, but you know, some I look. You you told us this this whole hope thing about Florida. You're like, I get it. You know, watching your team just kind of unravel. Look, at least your team didn't unravel through the course of a season, through the course of 13 weeks, just watching them come apart. You know, at least you you have that. You're bowl eligible. You've got a coach you think is trending in the right direction, and there's always next year. Yeah, so, yeah. I just you know this losing to Clemson six seven years in a row bullshit. It's just, there may not be hope, but there is a bright side. Gotta go. I get it. I get it. And one I'm, day I'm, you will. One day you will. I'm really I'm really ready for Saban to retire and Debo Sweeney to move to Alabama. <laughs> that thing's gonna happen. <laughs> I mean, where else do they go at that point, right? I mean, uh, you know, he wants to be in the SEC at some point. But you got to ask yourself, if I'm Dabba, I'm asking myself, what job is worth leaving this Clemson gig for? Right. Alabama. Yeah, not a lot. Yeah. No, Alabama. Not an LSU. Maybe Georgia. No, no, no. No. I mean, they, they've, he's got such a strength. Come on, man. He's going to go Holy. from Death Valley to Death to Valley. Death, to Death Holy Valley. Shit. Yeah. Did you guys just get the tweet? No. Dabo just took the Vanderbilt job. If only Vanderbilt, ah. says, Vanderbilt turns out smart people. They can't afford that. That dude yeah. probably makes 10 million a year, but that's they, they a debate have, for another day. Yeah. They're him a piece of the pie for him to do that. I think. Yeah. Uh, all right. You know what? So that's the week that was, it wasn't glorious. It wasn't pretty Grinch eight of nine wins. The rest of us six of nine, but the final week of college football is over regular season. And I now we move. We did this shit to him on a silver motherfucking play. I uh, know. Now uh. we move. We move to the championship games in in all of the conferences, but the only one we care about is the SEC championship that will take place on the fourth of December in Atlanta, and that is going to be between Alabama and Georgia. Alabama just recently punched their ticket just a few weeks ago. Georgia did it like six fucking weeks ago. They've known they were going. And what's interesting is Alabama has been in the Georgia Dome or the Mercedes-Benz Dome so many times. It's basically a home game for them, more so than Georgia, in my opinion. But Mm -hmm. that's that's neither here nor there. I'm just saying, I don't think it's Mm -hmm. home field. There's no home field advantage. Mm -hmm. Athens is is east of Atlanta. Tuscaloosa is west of Atlanta. 
Both teams are going to travel. It's in close proximity to both places, right down 75 and right down highway 78. Um, so both teams will probably travel well for this. So it's not, I don't think there's a home field advantage for either one. So unfortunately, Grinch winning the week is not here. So he will not get to pick first, but that's okay. As you guys can see, I've marked it down. The pick that he put in the text, which was weirdly enough, and I'm not sure why, was LSU. But I did nice. ask him because he was picking first. And I said, hey, just want to make sure what your pick is. And he came back with LSU. That's perplexing. It but, is. Okay, buddy. Uh, I mean, I, he, I, maybe he knows something that we you don't know. know. Alabama's yeah, going to yeah, I mean, look, a bunch of Bro, I mean, this is the second year in a row he's been leading the pack. He clearly knows something we don't. So... All right, our kudos to your gamesmanship. Yeah, you just want to make it interesting. I get it. Okay. Um, so, so hold on. How many teams? So, how many teams are ahead of LSU? How many teams would have to get hit with sanctions for LSU? Alabama, Auburn, Texas A and M, and I think that's Ole Miss. It. Ole Miss. Four. Is Miss State ahead of LSU? No, I don't think okay. so. I don't no, think so. Way down, actually. Um. Real quick, Haas, if you would look up the line for this game, I saw a thing that said it's Georgia by three and a half, which surprised me. Okay. Obviously, based on the way Alabama just played Auburn for Georgia, only to be in a three and a half point favorite. And I'm curious if that's what you see when you look this at, at yeah, this. Yeah, but it could be based on the fact that, you know, Alabama's been here before. Yeah, exactly. Like quite a bit. <laughs> so they, they could be getting some some love for that. It's possible. And I I, I wouldn't expect anything less that, you know, when you've been to the big dance, obviously that's going to play in your favor because you've proven you can do it on a big stage. Yeah. I'm not seeing, let's see if this one has one. And I obviously I'd be remiss seeing. since Grinch isn't here. I would do what Grinch would normally do. Cause he loves to do this is I'm going to step out of the sec and go, Ohio state just lost who was sitting in the top spot and loses to Michigan. Michigan. Thank fucking God. Ohio state lost to Michigan. So that's going to change the CFP picture. So now Michigan will probably move up. You still have Cincinnati. I does Cincinnati move up and Michigan take the fourth spot or does Cincinnati stay at four and Michigan moves up? Cause Ohio state was two time will tell. Uh, I'd be interested to see. Okay. What you so got, we bro? have anywhere between 6.5 and 4.0 points. Georgia's favorite. So less than a touchdown, their favorite. Less, less than a touchdown. Somewhere less than a touchdown, more than barely more than a field than goal. A field goal. Okay. Uh, so with that being said, how it's going to happen is obviously we've got Grinch's pick. Haas, you, myself, and Mac all had six, but you are in second place. So you will pick okay. second. I will pick third. Mac, you will pick last, unfortunately. But since we all squared the weekend, we're just going to go off our total picks. That's going to give us our order. So, Haas, I'm going to let you go first. Alabama, yeah. Georgia. Okay. Now, Georgia is considered the home team here, obviously. But Yeah. All right. Well, the, I'm going to go with Georgia. Only four games left. So, if you're yeah, going to make e up ground. Even though, even though their, their entire team is going to be playing with Chlamydia, I'm going to go with Georgia. Uh, it is make or break time. So, I am going Alabama. Unfortunately, I've got to make up. I'm three games behind Grinch. I basically, these last four games, I need to win them all. So I have to go opposite him or I've got no shot. So it is what it is. Mac, unfortunately, you have no shot to win, but you do have a shot okay. not to lose. So uh, it, it falls to you. How would you like to go? 
I'm going to take Missouri, I think. Missouri. You heard it, ladies and gentlemen, Mizzou. <laughs> um, no, I'm going to take Alabama as well. I think the uh, Alabama. I think the pedigree is going to uh, pay Shine off for through me. here. Uh, you know, I think they got tested in the, the Iron Bowl, like you said, against Auburn. Um, they're going to have, you know, they're, they're going to regroup. Saban's going to have them ready to play. They've been here before. Uh, I think it'll be a close game, but but I'm I'm going to pick Alabama. Okay, I'm also going Alabama. I'm Mac, I think you and I are in a position where we have to make some obviously strategic choices at this point in terms of making up ground. Yeah, I think though for me this is less strategic and just more what I actually think is going to happen. Fair enough. And hey, you know when you're I mean, it's not going to hurt that it's strategic, but no, no. And if it pays dividends, then there you go. You just made up a ground. You just made up a game. Yeah. So I'm good with that. Uh, all right. So our SEC championship picks are locked in. Uh, and so we've got three games left after that, the Cotton Bowl, the Orange Bowl, and the National Championship game. So we're going to see how the end of Laker and Leagues fares. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for being here. It has been another phenomenal season of Laker and Leagues. The regular season is over. We move into the championship games and the bowl season. So we will see how all of this plays out. With no that love being- for uh, App State. They played yesterday. They're on our list. Hey, good for you, App State. Hey, we're going to be following App State in 2022. They right. are on the and list. It's going to, like and, and said, they're, and they're maybe watching that game next bathroom week. Problems. That's it. Their yeah. bathroom privileges. <laughs> a lot uh, of people may be watching that game next week that, that wouldn't necessarily tune in to see what Billy Napier can do uh, with Louisiana because that's going to be a televised game now. There you go. So, uh, and, and I will say on our Instagram, we are actually being followed by a, app state outlet that that does highlights and news for app state football they are following us on instagram nice. so i will take that uh all right so interestingly gentlemen. enough we didn't talk about texas and lsu at all which i think I mean, is was there shame. anything to talk about <laughs> i guess not. Give a shit. apparently not no. um, see you fellas uh, i did see, <laughs> yeah i did see uh eddie o's not gonna coach the bowl game though he said he's done he's out so really? not that that makes a difference because, you know, they don't care. They're going to be, be playing a bowl wonder. game in Memphis on December 23rd. So we, we know we know that Ogeron has said, I'm not coming back. And yet this LSU teams keeps winning like they they don't give the fuck up. They haven't quit. Is that and, because of him or in spite of him, though? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, just, I, don't I think it's interesting because and we have a Texas a and Texas A&M team that's like decent. Maybe better than decent. It's yeah. not like they're a shit-tastic. They just lost um, LSU. Yeah, yeah, I know, but I mean, it's an LSU team that, like, I don't know, like they keep coming out of nowhere and like sucking you in the mouth. I, it's just interesting to me. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, and they and, had a 90-plus yard drive in the end of the game against Texas A&M to win that game. So, one final tidbit that I do want to bring up. Yes, tidbit. Um, Grinch is going to have to uh, come up with a much better team next year because uh, the, the the crap that he brought to the table in Coastal Carolina finished third in the Sun Belt Conference Group A behind both App State and Georgia State. So, mm. you know. Was you, that you the The Sean. So nobody. better sleeper team. All right. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. The last regular season episode of Liquor and Leagues is done. It is in the books, and we will see what happens during the championship games in the bowl season. So definitely come back, find out how that rolls out, and find out who wins the $100-plus-dollar bottle of bourbon and who ends up with the Bananas Award for Loser. 
With that being said, gentlemen, I want to say thank you to you as always for your hot takes, your opinions, and your perspectives on football here in the South. And I look forward to doing this again with you next week. So uh, have a good day.